From Breaking Bad to Calling Saul, agents led by Son of Call. Oh, Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies. Supergirl just flew on by. We're chillin', watching Netflix. How much time's gone by? We're talking TV. From suits to supernatural. Talking TV. Blacklist and the Rebels. Sherlock's Big Bang with Orphan Black. True Detective bombed at second crack. The Walking Dead. Arrow and the Flash. Getting a geek, we're talking some TV, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So Marvel TV this season, five episodes, six fun and games, and that's what we're here to have. My name is Mitch. Joining me for some fun and games, Maddie. It's a pretty heavy dad joke right God, there. God, I wasn't even the trying the dad joke thing, man. That just must happen. Yeah, it's hardwired into you now. God damn it. <laughs> we're doing a really weird thing at, uh, at work today. We were like filming a video. And uh, we needed like a bit of a, a you know, a, a, a renter crowd essentially. So we'd everyone, everyone in the staff come out and be this giant crowd. And they were filming us from the other side of the room. And we needed to go mental, you know, like we were watching a, a, some kind of sporting event. And uh, we had uh, Nick, who's a friend of both of ours, who works with me here. Yeah. And um, he's a little bit littler than I. And he, uh, he said, Oh, I should hop on your shoulders. He's a little bit littler than most people. Oh, like. sure, yeah, yeah. He is. So he jumps up on my shoulders. And when we go, Ape shit, I'm, I'm actually like jumping with him on my shoulders. <laughs> And I could feel him like I can. I trust you, but this is not natural. And I was surprised that both my legs and my spine and everything held up. But while we were waiting for the cameraman to say, you know, action or whatever, I found myself. I don't know whether it was just a comfort thing because I had this, you know, like adult man on my shoulders, or it was like a real dad thing because I actually found myself just like swaying. <laughs> And I don't think he noticed because it was like I was uncomfortable. So I'm just like moving my shoulders. And, you know, we're, we're, I work in a radio station. So we're out in the foyer in the reception room and there's music everywhere, you know. Yeah. So, like, I don't even know what song it was. It wasn't a swaying song, though. But you could be forgiven. <laughs> and I people were looking and I just had to, I said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. This is a real dad thing in me. I said, I've got another human making contact with me. I'm supporting them from, you know, the, the, the effects of gravity. It's a natural instinct for me to want to sway. And nap, everyone's just nap time, piercing that. Yeah, so I said, nap I'm like, mate, if you need a nap, come in here and I'll give you a cuddle. You know, go get your warm blanket. But I'm like, oh, God, it's it's all over for me. Like, yes, I'm a dad <laughs> and I've accepted that, you know, I'm maybe not as young as what I feel like I should feel. But, yeah, when I start swaying with a grown man on my shoulders... It's all done, man. But the good thing is I can still watch superhero TV and come in here and gibber in front of a microphone with some mates That's about it. it. So, Funny Games, Episode 6. Last week we had Rewind, finally caught up, well, short of about, you know, an hour to two weeks, whatever. Mm. Short of uh, the episode before, but um, yeah, Fitz is here. He gets to the station and we start moving forward. The group slowly coming back together. He's in the room. Sees Gemma, and I thought, oh, are we going to be teased this entire episode of you just like, is this going to be that final stage before the end of episode four where you walk out and you reveal yourself with the mask? No one actually sees that it's you, but it's like, no, 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 this all picks up now. And, and you know, that's that is his first meeting with Gemma. And what I really like to, to, to kick this off, yeah, it's you know, she's as far as she's concerned, it's only been a couple of days since she saw him. Uh, for him, it's obviously been a little over six months. And then, like he said, he slept for 70 years. But he gave that big speech to her. And 
ended it with this marriage proposal. Yeah. And I actually really dug that little speech. I, that was kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Because the whole time, I just loved the way it was It was on both their faces. Yep. And we all, not, we all knew that Gemma wouldn't be able to hear him. Mm. We're all sitting there going, oh, God, he's really laying it out here. Because for, for a moment, you go, for the first moment, I was like, oh, she's obviously keeping up the ruse mm-hmm. so that she doesn't give away. And then I'm like, oh, no, wait, she's got that thing in her ear where she can only hear Gasias. Oh, God, she can't hear any of this. Yeah. And it's like, he's just gone through all these loops upon loops upon loops. He's frozen himself for 70 years to just profess his love for her and she doesn't hear a word of it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> that's a that's a classic like Whedon soul crushing yeah, moment yeah. right there. The only way that could have gotten like more Whedon-esque is if like she got shot 30 seconds later. <laughs> like it's the only way it could have been more heartbreaking. You talk about character deaths. I, I, I want to feel that this show could end. I, I, w- I almost wouldn't mind if everyone died except for these two. I'm just like, please let them <laughs> see it out. Like, they are the tragic love story or any kind of relationship throughout this entire series so far. You know, we're four and a bit seasons in, and they just can't have a normal day-to-day relationship for more than a couple of weeks, you know? I've... So I, I just don't want that to get to the end of the season or the end of this series and, you know, one of them dies or something where you're just like, really? Like, we've been teased this long and you don't Look, get know, to end up together? Come on. I know Joss isn't really involved in this show creatively any, anymore and it's his, it's his brother and his sister-in-law, but just to, just to let you know, give you a little hint into, <laughs> into what's in their genetics. <laughs> so in my beloved Buffy, yep. Alison Hannigan's character, um, Willow, about season four, um, they start college and she realizes that she's a lesbian. Yeah. She, she's still got a boyfriend at the time. So the entire season four is her coming to terms with it, breaking up with her boyfriend who happens to be a werewolf coming, you know, finally getting together with this girl. So they're through and coming to terms with her own sexuality. That's all through season four, all through season five. You know, they're a couple and they have their, it's very, it's the most realistic couple out of the yeah, entire, yeah, even yeah. though they're both witches, it's the most realistic couple out of the entire thing. <laughs> All the way through season five, all the way through season six, they have some real sort of ups and downs and they break up and then they finally get to back to get... Now, you're never going to watch Buffy, so it's a, you know, no spoiler for you. But well, I know where you're months. going, but yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it gets to the very, very end of season six. Now, this entire time, her girlfriend, the, the actress, has never been a part... Is it uh, Amber Benson? You're just looking at me. Ooh, I don't, don't recognise no. the name, yeah. Um... She's she's never been added to the main cast. She's always been a guest star. She's mm. been in 50 episodes or whatever it is. She's guest star, guest star, guest star, guest star. They break up. The entire audience is devastated. The fight, like the second or third last episode of season six, they get back together. She's in the opening credits. Oh, no. Boom. Shot. <laughs> dead. <laughs> that's it. And they kill her off. Yeah. Yep. That's that's what Joss does. That's what they do, the Whedons. Yep. Not about happy endings, necessarily. Nope, and basically, and then it sends uh, Willow on a on a like a vicious, murderous rampage, and she ends up being the big bad for the next three episodes, like wanting to destroy the Earth. So it's you know, it'll do that to you. Yeah. Well, at this stage, anyway, you know, they 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 had that proposal speech, and then obviously, then Gemma does turn around and she does see Fitz, but sees him in front of Cassius. Yeah. And then it's like, holy shit. That's like what he wasn't in this time, you know, like, so she held it together really well. Yeah. He thinks she's reacting to the proposal. Yeah. She's reacting to the fact that she only just realized he's there. Yeah. And then fucking Cassius is right behind yeah. him. And it's just like, what a cluster. F- 
fuck. And then Fitz is obviously there to pretend like he's, you know, Boba Fett, bounty hunter type, mm. but then switches that on. Like, he's just proposed to the love of his life, and then Cassius is there. He's like, oh, yes, yes, your slave woman won't talk to me. You know, what a little bitch. You know, like, he switched that on really well. And I like that. The entirety of this episode, I liked the, the cocky act that Fitz put on. He's yeah. at the dinner table, surrounded by other, like, rich bounty hunters or evil, you know, types. And he just sat there, just laying the smack down on them. There was yeah. that one guy where he's like, no, I don't like, I don't like these these bugs that, you know, these the, the moist, you know, yeah, sort of... moist creatures. Moist creatures. It's disgusting. And then he's... Or the, or the dirty mouths that eat them. Yeah. And just sat there. And then when, when everyone else had left the table, that bloke looks back at Fitz and Fitz just doesn't break eye contact and just smiles at him yeah. like, what are you going to do, mate? He's like, what are you going to do? I've got my brooch that means I'm a badass. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, did you notice, did you pick up the reference of what yep. that was they were eating? Yeah, I, was, I wrote that down. A Zandarian snail. Zandarian snails. Now... That had me... Easter egg. It is it is an Easter egg, but... It does bring into question some things that we learnt out of Avengers Infinity War. Again, if for some reason you haven't seen it, that's your warning. Anyway... Um, it's almost like everything leads to Infinity War It somehow. does a like, little bit. What? But there is... Sloppy writing. Sloppy that moment writing. that we don't, we don't ever see Xander in, uh, in Infinity War, but Thor does mention... To the Guardians, when he uh, when he comes to on their ship, that a week ago Thanos destroyed Xandar to get, or at least destroyed a shit ton of it yeah. to get the Power Stone um, from the Nova Corps headquarters. So, in the film timeline, in about what twenty eighteen, Xandar, at least half of Xandar is destroyed, and then I'm like, okay, so you got a Xandarian snail. Doesn't really matter. Like that snail could have come from. Any other planet. Oh, yeah. The Could same, be a Zendarian snail that they breed on other planets, that's really. It. The but, same way it's like, well, koalas are native to Australia, but yeah. it's like we ship them out to other zoos all around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they have their own breeding programs there. So yeah. it's, you know, it can be the, doesn't have to necessarily have been born on Xandar yeah. to be a Zendarian snail. And the, but mm. it was obviously, they did it. Not not so much for a great reason, but it was like, hey, let's make this a reference yeah. rather than it's just like, go. I know that word. Yeah. Like it, you know, could have been any other made-up word to suggest another planet, and yeah. it wouldn't have meant anything to the audience. But this did, and then it just had me like thinking about, oh, well, what you know, this is based in a world where Xander doesn't, yeah. doesn't exist, and oh, is this post, you know, Avengers: Infinity? You go, you go straight to Captain Chronology. Oh my god, I start trying to work it out. Please yeah. save me from myself. No, well, I, I did, I did read in the news uh, the other day that um, apparently the end of season five mm. is going to. Um, what do you call it? Pigeon toe. What um, line up with? Yeah, Infinity, tie into with, it or something with, with Infinity War. Yeah. So we were definitely pre-Infinity War at this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, but like this oh, is I suppose set we're like in the 20, future, yeah. so we're post. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Whatever. So until we figure out this timeline, it does make more sense that a Zanzarian snail that's grown somewhere else and yeah. bred somewhere else. Anyway, we've been talking about snails for three minutes. Let's move on. <laughs> um, big question we had at the end of episode four was that May had that fight with Sonara, and then we see Sonara in like the little room where uh, Fitz reveals himself at the end of the episode. It's like, hang on, hang on. Sonara is not one to leave. Uh, someone she's just fought yeah. alive. May would never go down in a fight without giving it everything she got. So that the, it was a fight to the death for all intents and purposes. But what happened to May? In this, we see she obviously got thrown into some kind of little cell to be brought out 
to fight in front of people. Uh, and that was a like, pretty cool fight because I'm watching this thing. It was a good thinking, choreography. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, you had old mate, mind reader, Ben, predicting every one of May's movements because that's what his power enables him to do. But then you got May, who is one of the better fighters probably on planet Earth. Yeah. So I'm like, this is a pretty evenly matched fight. And she did get a couple, you know, in on him. Obviously, he beat her as he should yeah, with his power. Yeah, but she mentions when she does get this couple of licks and she's like, didn't think, just did. Yeah, which which, which really is May. Like, it's just all yeah, instinct, instinct by that stage, yeah. which is really cool. But then she loses and she gets shipped off to the surface. They're like, you are going to be roach yeah. food. So that's where... She will be waiting for us, I imagine, next time we catch up with that character. Well, yeah, and I guess that gives us a little bit more motivation than to actually go to the surface because they've kind of been hinting at it that yeah. maybe they want to go and check it out. This kind of obviously amps it up a little bit. It's like, okay, well, now we've got a reason. Yeah. Because if not, May's going to be bug food. Yeah. Now, I did, we just mentioned Ben. He dead. Yeah. Um There's been a few people in this show... Oh, this season rather so far, where they're introducing them and going, "Hey, these people are going to be uh, maybe playing a big dead." Yeah, yeah it's like oh, get used oh, to them. You like this guy dead? You like it's just happening all over the joint. So when that that young kid, the eighteen year old, was really worried, he goes up to Tess and was like, "I don't know if I'm ready for this you know, the terogenesis thing," and then he gets the gas and he starts to um, ash up, you know, and 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 die. I thought he was going to die. It's like, why introduce us to this guy and make us like him and then kill him off? I'm like, this show needs to stop killing people. Yeah. Like, like, I get that we're, all of our main people are still alive, but it's just like, hey. Well, stop introducing characters to kill them off. Just yeah. give, us, give us one character throughout the season that we can sort of get used to. Yeah. And then if they die, then there's some actual sort of emotional resonance. But yeah. you're killing off these characters before we care about them. So it's like, mm, who, who cares then? There's no... Yeah. Well, at least they didn't kill that kid. Like he had uh, old mate um, Yo-Yo whisk him off into yeah. another room, which was cool, and saved him. Now, can we talk about the terogenesis? Yeah, I know because we know we had a problem a few weeks ago. I was, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was always under the impression that if you went through terogenesis and you were human, you died. Yes. If you went through terogenesis and you were an inhuman, it activated you and you became one. Because yep. when we first see Daisy become an inhuman, she's there with um, old mate. Was it Trip? Trip was his name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the other token black guy when they were like, yeah. we don't know whether we want Trip or Mac, so we'll keep both, and then whichever one tests better, we'll kill the other one. <laughs> no, And no no disrespect to Mac, but Trip was so much fun. Like, how <laughs> how does he just, oh, he's definitely the, the one we got to kill if we're going to kill one off. Well, we should have had both. Well, his I've... grandfather was a howling commando, for <laughs> God's sake. Oh, speaking of, I read a, this is a little side thing, I read a, um, a little bit of trivia the other day, speaking of the howling commandos, in... Um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Uh, Peter's principal the, yeah. is the Asian... It's the same actor who played one of the Howling Commandos. I thought he was. In Captain I watched that recently and I'm like, God, he right. looks so familiar. In the credits, he has the same last name. And then when Peter is in the principal's office, you see a photo up on the mantle, like up on the filing cabinet or whatever. Yeah. So Peter's teacher or principal is the... There's the grandson or the son of oh, wow. one of the Howling Commandos from Captain America. That's cool. Because they said, well, we're going to use the same actor. He just happens to look exactly like oh. his father slash grandfather. I look a little bit like my pop. <laughs> That's cool, though. That's kind of yeah, cool. It's like because they know, actually gave him the last, the same last name yeah. as well. All He's, the Howling Commandos like started off with Captain America, and then they went off, did their own thing, and then their 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 genetic line all managed to come back and in some way or another deal with. Shield and yeah. the Avengers again. Very okay. cool. That's cool. 
Um, so yeah, so with Mac, the reason I always thought the reason he died is because he went trip. through terror. Oh, sorry, uh, trip. The reason he died is because he went through Terragenesis with Daisy. Mm-hmm. They were both exposed to it. He wasn't inhuman. Yep. He crusted it over and then just fell apart to ash. Inhumans also crust over, yeah, but yeah, they everyone break out over. like a But then butterfly. remember Daisy had that amazing where she yes. just kind of like burst and... Yep. Um, and then, um, what's her name? The girl the girl in the flower dress became an inhuman at the same time. She was she was in the room with him at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah, I forget and that's now, when she, yeah. That's when she got her big quills and all that and she turned mm. into like a human hedgehog. Yeah. Um, so I don't quite understand. Did Yo-Yo jump in and save him? But no, sorry. The, the gas was exposed to like 14. Yes. Yeah. But he was the only one that crusted over. Mm. And then she managed, she timed it bloody well. The second, like he cracked open from his chrysalis is when she grabbed him and took him away. Yeah. So that they thought he just evaporated into nothing. But those other three teens, shouldn't they have died? Yes, you would think so. But they kind of just stepped back. Yeah. Or crusted over. Like, all of them crusted over. But yeah, otherwise they, yeah. They're, they're dead. Yeah, it's it's like the Cree or whatever Cassilius has got going on up there that they have fine-tuned the Terragenesis That's the only thing I can think of. Because obviously it does go through that machine rather than just breaking, like dropping a crystal in front of them. So Maybe maybe in its purest form, like in a crystal cracking, it does... Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're just just speculating here, which is ridiculous. Well, there is is a line there where they say every year, Cassius puts all the 18-year-olds through Terragenesis. Mm. And Tess went through hers. No, they said that the latest... Um, a lot of 18-year-olds were tested like six months ago, so they yeah, were really right. surprised. That's that right. They said they were doing it early, yeah. This one was doing it early, but it's like, well, tests couldn't be older than 21, 22 mm. or something like that. So she would have gone through Terragenesis a couple of years ago mm. as well and obviously survived. Yeah. But they don't talk... So, yeah. I'm, yeah. By rights, as I'm far as confused. the rules that this show has given us over the last couple of years, everyone in that station is an inhuman. They're carrying around superpowers yeah. because otherwise they would be dead. Because they've all been through the the testing. I uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit confused about that. I'm I'm just I'm mm. I'm having to sort of just put that you know to the to the side of my mind at the moment. Yeah, perhaps to... there'll be some kind of explanation or something. Yeah. like you know, like we've just said, maybe it's got to do with the machine they use or something like that. Yeah, but uh, and then the other thing I noticed is they did now was it the guy that did the ceremony like the big Cree guy or maybe someone showed up later who was hunting them. He was like. That was like, oh, he'd been working his way up from the lower levels or something like that. He was like this new Kree soldier that had come through. Mm. But I'm like, isn't isn't lower levels good? Isn't that where Kasai? Didn't we establish that's where Kasaius is? He's lower down. Yeah, yeah. And that's because so wouldn't it, wouldn't you want to be working your way down, not working your way up? Yeah, I know it's weird. It's like a yeah, because that's what he said. Like up he, the hierarchy, but down the state. Yeah, they're lower down because that's where all the limestone is and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, obviously, and away, further away from the surface, and, the surface where all the bugs are, mm. and that's. To me, that makes sense. It's like, well, if you're the human stuck in the middle, you've got Cree beneath you and you've got bugs above you. Mm. So you kind of just stay where you are. Mm. But it's like, if you're in the lower levels as a human and you've got a Cree above you and then above the Cree is the bugs, well, that's kind of dangerous for the Cree. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little confused. Mm. So I, I mean, it might just be because they've had, you know, different writers on different episodes and stuff like that and little things like that have slipped through. But yeah. Yeah, I was a little bit confused, just with everything they're trying to establish. Now, we had uh, May and her fight, very well choreographed. 
she's already fought Sonara, and then we bring out Daisy and Sonara, and they right. have a. How a bad bit of do you beef. feel for May and Ben? Because that was a kick-ass fight, yeah, and that could have easily been like the the pillar for this episode, yeah. And they're like, oh no no no, that was just the warm up. Yeah. Here's Sonara v Daisy, <laughs> and I'm just like. Oh, hell. Yeah. Oh, hell. Shit's going down. <laughs> that was a pretty cool fight, but really you only needed that final killer blow because that was very cool to watch. You had, yeah. like, Snara gets her ass knocked back and then she just lets out a little bit, just screams, runs at Daisy and Daly, just boom with her powers and knocks yeah. Snara's ass into the floor. I feel like it must be a way to save money because it's like ever since Daisy got her powers and then obviously they, they killed off... um. So now May is kind of like her overseeing officer and stuff like that. Mm. I feel like they've really amped up Daisy's hand-to-hand combat skills. Mm. It's like she doesn't need them. She's an inhuman. Yeah. Like, and her powers are so powerful. But I feel like they, they I think they might have realized how sort of overpowered she is. Yeah. Uh, given that she's not. I mean, if she's going up against the Avengers, okay, she's going to have some issues. Yeah. But when she's just going up against untrained inhumans or a couple of Kree or other humans, she's got them. So th- there was some clever moments in the fight where she was about to do the killing blow and mm. Sonara's knocked her hand, done all, you know, something or other. But I feel like they just up... She, like, she feels like she's on almost on level with May in terms of what she can do in hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, at the moment, yeah. And it's I feel like they're doing that so that they don't have to pay for the for the effects <laughs> for her to, like, you know, and the, ra- and the cost of setting up the stunts for the ratchet pulls and all yeah. that sort of stuff when she does actually unleash, unleash her tremors. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I'm not sure. How I, feel. I mean, it's cool to watch, but I'm just like, oh, I kind of wish hand-to-hand combat was just May's thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I wish that, you know, um, Daisy was just, you know, she was in here. Yeah, I, I don't mind her being able to brawl a little bit, um, but I'd prefer her to be more reliant on her powers. Yeah, absolutely. But I guess, obviously, it, it, but it does make sense in universe that they'd be like, okay, well, we don't want you to be reliant on mm. your powers, so we'll train you to be a proper shield agent and stuff. But Now, I... You know, we're also watching uh, The Gifted, which is set around a bunch of, you know, X-Men and mutants and things like that. They use their powers pretty freely in that show. Now, I'm only a couple of episodes in, admittedly, but they they throw those powers around pretty easily. And the oh, effects yeah. look pretty good in that show. Like, I've been watching that shit in Fox HD. It's like, it's, it's clean, it's crisp, and it's yeah. like, that's going to hide no sins. And they look pretty good, especially for a TV budget. So, it's like, be... Be more like that. Like let the, just yeah, let, I mean, let that's, the powers flow that's around. That's a show guys. with like everyone's got powers. Exactly. Not yeah, it's one like person. One person per show can have a power. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So okay, all that. Yep. We don't know how this is going to end. And then okay, plan in action. And Cassius is dead. All these people are dead. Fitz is slitting throats. Gem is killing people. It's like what the. F- is going on I felt like it was a scene out of the following <laughs> like it was a massacre I'm like okay they're going to try and escape or the and purge they mo- or the pur- exactly <laughs> was it no it was actually Gemma that got Cassius I, I think she did she came in from behind yeah cause... in from behind and just slits his throat it was like a half second shot I'm like did that just fucking yeah, happen yeah did she just Kill Cassius? Yeah. It seemed like one of those, you know, forward, like a, 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 a what they would like to do, you know, something where they flash back and they reveal that what you've just seen is a dream sequence, mm. you know. Um, I thought it, maybe... It stuck. I thought maybe setting up for his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's actually going to be the big bad. Yeah. Although I have to say, his brother looks really lame. Yeah, I know. Like, I feel like Cassius looks more menacing mm. and looks more Cree to me. Mm-hmm. Like the when they've just left like the human brown hair with like the short back and sides on yeah. Cassius's brother, I'm just like, 
I don't buy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't buy that for a second. No, because size looked a lot more. And maybe just because we got used to him. Because when he first popped up, like physically he doesn't look very intimidating. And he still looks very, very young. And it's like, you know, it's like he's a young boy that's done his own hair and makeup. But at the same time, he looks very creepy. And yeah. he's always very calmly spoken. He's very and, menacing. Yeah, yeah. And he's that old mate Sonaro sort of, you know, I'm with her. I'm with the big fish, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see no, where that so goes. They could have I think... at least, I mean, even if, you know, the brother's only hanging around for an episode or two. Mm. Mate, put a rinse through your hair. Like, yeah. come on. Like, what is the makeup department doing? Yeah. Like, I get if he doesn't want to shave his head like all the lower down creep. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Bald caps are always a little bit iffy. Yeah. Just put a rinse through, mate. Just just be... <laughs> it's just, easy. Just be emo for a couple of weeks <laughs> while you're getting paid to be on television doing a job playing an alien. <laughs> I mean, you've got to sit through four hours of bloody blue makeup probably anyway. So, um, yeah, if, if he's supposed to be, you know, and I feel like Sonara and... Cassius are kind of intimidated by him, and I'm not intimidated him one bit no, no. so far. <laughs> yeah, it was so. a lot. It was a lot. All an exposition was, oh, you know, I was banished. No, I wasn't banished. You know, it was just a misunderstanding. And I oh, know this is why really what I wanted, and this is where I want to be. I'm not ex- exiled, and so there's something going on there. Whether or not we find anything out through the brother, do we need to now that Cassius is dead? Whatever. Yeah. Maybe he's not dead. Maybe he's got a slit throat, and he can heal from that. I have no idea. Yeah, we'll see maybe. next week. Um. Okay. Last two things, I guess that I had uh, down. Um. Gemma proposed. Um, in turn, she's like, "Oh, hey, look, let's not do this anymore." Proposes, but he's like, "Yeah, I did that first, though. Just, just so you know." Sure, you did. She's like, yeah, sure you did. No, no, no. But seriously, I did. Yeah, you're hearing things in, so it's not important, but it is. Uh, I propose first, just so that you don't ever hang that on. Will they? Yeah. He? It, yeah, I just want to say, Fitz, she will hang that over you as uh, as a wife. My wife. We recently <laughs> celebrated our fifth wedding anniversary, and uh, she's like, "Oh, you know, on the day." She's like, "Actually, it was the day before the wedding anniversary," and she said, five years ago, it was about nine p.m." She's like, "You know, I was." Sitting at home, um, you know, talking to my family and, you know, you were back at the hotel and I was writing a lovely text message to you telling you how much I loved you and what a wonderful father you are to our son and what a wonderful father you'll be to all of our future children and how I can't wait to spend my life with you. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 that would have been about then. She's like, and you never wrote back to that text message. I'm like, oh, (laughs) Jesus. And you get it from both ends too because then you get your brother going, yeah, remember when you proposed to your to your girlfriend at the time and you never told me you were going to? Yeah, He's like, like well, remember that really close brotherly bond we have where we yeah. share everything with each oh, other? Here's, I hear that all the time. And then you didn't tell me that you were going to propose to... Yeah, and you know, anyone listening, thinking about that, you don't need to tell anyone. <laughs> and I like a surprise, so whatever. So yeah, Gemma's proposed to uh, Fitz. Yep, they're engaged. Let's just do that. I mean, they haven't got a ring or anything, but hey, they got bigger problems to oh, worry about. They can't even find food, let alone a ring. So. <laughs> they will be like a metallic, you know, some kind of bolt around they can, they can throw on. Yeah. Um, now, good old mate Enoch. He was the bad guy in the very first episode. We thought he was evil, a, a, a ET looking motherfucker wearing a, a skin suit. Now he's a good guy. He just took a nap for 70 years with uh, with Fitz and just got him through. Just read and, a couple of books. Yep. Yeah. Just passed the time, you know, 70 years. What's that to him? He's now been sent to the surface. So. As a Cree. He's all painted up like a Cree. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is interesting. And they almost gave him a little bit of humor lines like. Like, who have you never seen you before? Yep, totally Cree. Always been totally a Cree. Cree. Always been a Cree. Yeah, yeah how sure. about you? Have you been Cree for long? Yeah, how, but boom. How good is it being Cree? Isn't that great? <laughs> Cree forever. I love being Cree. Um, and yeah, he's off to the surface. So are him and May going to team up as well? Like, are we splitting off the team again? What's going on? I don't know. I f- yeah, I feel like as good as May is, there's no way she can take on those bugs. So I feel like maybe, mm. yeah. Enoch's Not with her leg, because we keep yeah, getting told her true. leg is in bad shape. Yeah. There's no way. So surely Enoch's going to rock up and save the day or something. Yeah. And- 
Yeah, that'll be interesting. I just don't want her leg to be kind of what Vision's wound was in Infinity War. It's like, here's this person, you know mm. everything they can do. and Okay, they can't do any of that anymore because of this this, this, this yeah. little cut. So don't expect big things from them mm. for the rest I'm, of what I'm sure they'll watching. forget about it when it's convenient to the plot. Oh, absolutely. It's TV. <laughs> we can do that whenever we want. We've got plenty of episodes to run along. Well, I had a couple of things that I wanted to uh, just quickly mention. Yeah. Um, okay, so we kind of found out what Cassius's evil plan, huge master plan is. He's breeding in humans just to sell them. Yeah. That seems to be it. There's yeah. nothing. He's not going to try and overthrow his father or the Cree government. Or he just, he's like a guy that's running dog fights. Yeah. Or, or cock fights or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh. That this was a is like bit. an outskirts sort of town, just, you know. Yeah, which makes it. me wonder maybe, yeah, it's it's he was just this red herring. And uh, his brother's going to be the baddie, or the guy that um, Fitz was making fun of, the the dandy with the oh, yeah, Zandarian yeah. snails. Maybe he's going to get really upset. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I want to think that he's going to come back. Not that he's a you know very well known actor or anything like that, but I definitely do recognise him from a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So um, I'd like to say that he'll be back in some kind of maybe not even reoccurring guest role, but I want to say he'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. The other couple of things I noticed was I forget who it was that mentioned it. Might have been Cassius or his brother or something like that, and they say how oh, it might have been Cassius when he when he was announcing Daisy or uh, May. He says Shield is one of the galaxy's most despised organizations. Really, and I'm like, well, Shield doesn't exist anymore except for these six people that mm. have just got pulled forward in time, and they've been pulled forward in time. So there has been, technically, as far as we're aware, there's been no Shield for the last seventy years. Mm. So I'm not. Again, but then how did days like how did the uh, uh, I don't know it, yeah it's, until we find more it's it's a little bit confusing, and then just quickly the the whole Flint and Coulson sort of group, a I think it depends on the, on the day, but the fact that Flint ended up having rock powers yeah oh, I don't know I feel like depending on the day I could I could be like ha that's funny and other days I'd be like oh, that's ridiculous, <laughs> and then the only other thing with that is obviously he killed. Um, old baldy guy, the nasty guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He had every. He had the whole team stuck to the floor with. Like he magnetized their, uh, the what do you call it? their metrics? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, when Flint killed them, because Flint was stuck on the ground as well, mm. but he was able to like obviously Yo-Yo couldn't use her powers because she was stuck, but Flint could. Mm. How did they all get free? Like after Flint squished him with rocks. Yeah. How did they get their metrics to demagnetize? Oh, obviously, just crush the remote, and then its uh, oh. default setting is to go off. Sure. So seems safe. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it would work <laughs> when you're trying to establish rule <laughs> over people, you little minions. Yeah. <sighs> so this is where I need like that uh, that hot key. I can just fire off of Ben going. It's a TV, it's a TV show. show. That's actually a good idea. I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, don't forget, of course, this episode was directed by good old Colson himself, Clark. It Red. was. See, I didn't think about that until just before you came in today. And I'm like, I didn't even appreciate that. I usually watch all the credits. <laughs> I would have been thinking about that during, and I didn't. So, obviously, he's not a fight choreographer, but I'm kind of glad that this was his directorial debut as far as the show goes. Mm. And it was a very impressive on many levels like that. Yeah. Well, he, got, the, he got that money shot of like Daisy levitating up. Yeah, that, you know, that that does look cool. Looks yeah. cool, and just the sound effects where they just you know she goes up and, and yeah, a and the slight, music swell. Yeah, very and, cool. And you know the wind machine blowing her hair—that's key. Oh, that's the key right there. Glorious. Like they'll never put Daisy in a ponytail. Like that's that's just going to ruin no. the effect. Yeah, no. 
don't ever ruin that hair anyway. <laughs> She's gorgeous. All right, that's Fun and Games episode six of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk episode seven, uh, first third done of the show now, as of next week. So it's uh, it's starting to get a move along and uh, we're reaching Ooh. the end of it uh, in the States. So I really want to keep watching this show and not read any yeah. information on the internets because they're teasing that something pretty bad and pretty crucial is going to happen and I don't want to know about it. So yeah. just keep pumping them out, Channel 7. Keep pumping them out. We'll That's be back it. to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. next week. And uh, in the meantime, you can check out uh, all of our TV reviews. Maddie and I talking gifted. Uh, we've got some uh, DC TV chat with Ben and Terry and I. Maddie, myself, uh, Brendan, Lincoln, Reese, whoever's involved, a bunch of random movie reviews. Check out all of our stuff. Get into Geek on the podcasting channels. Get into Geek on the socials. Or get into Geek at gmail.com if you want to write us in some stuff. Myself, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. And Maddie, where can we find you? At Maddie on Instagram and Twitter. And Twitter. Hit him up on Twitter. He loves it. Let's make him love it. We'll talk to you next week. More Hages of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Getintogeek.com